0: we're back baby picks for every game week 14 the season's coming to a close real soon i just wanted to say too from the monday video thanks to all of you guys for all of the kind words and best wishes um brought my second and final child into this world the day before thanksgiving everyone's healthy so appreciate you guys for sure um good looking out on all of that but we've got a lot of football to talk about so that's what we're going to do dave lockman with odd shopper 14 games, 15 games, a lot of games, two Monday night games as well. We have one with a total sitting at 30 points, and that's what we'll kick it off with. So hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your favorite plays from down below in the comments. I try and read and respond to all of them. And there is one game specifically that we'll get to in a little bit. I can't wait to get your guys' thoughts on it. It's not a marquee game. It's not a huge you know, hyped up game, but it's a game I can't wait to hear where you guys are at on this. And it has something to do with that last Monday night football game we saw between the Bengals and the Jags. So, without further ado, let's make it happen. First up, it is the Patriots and the Steelers. The Steelers are six-point favorites at home, 30-point total. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, I actually threw this out last week, last Thursday or Friday on Twitter. Uh, said, hit this now. Under 35 for this game. By the way, follow me if you're not. I throw picks out there whenever I'm not here. On screen, at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Come hit me up. Say hello. Happy to go back and forth there and share our thoughts. But under 35, now it's at 30. Last time a total was lower than this was 1993. I was six years old. I was six years I didn't know a damn thing about betting. I didn't know betting existed. And I think the last time we've seen a 30 was like 2006 or 2007. And it was a weather game. That's what's crazy about this game. There's no weather to speak of. This is just two terrible teams, offenses specifically. Defense, on the other hand, hasn't been as bad. And that's what that, that's what leads me to this next conversation, right? So you've got the Patriots coming into this game as six-point dogs. Can you believe over the last four weeks they've allowed zero, seven, six? I'm sorry, they've scored zero, seven, six, and seventeen. But they've only allowed six, 10, 10, and 20. And they're 0-4 and 4 against the spread. against the spread, allowing 6-10-10-20. and But on the other hand, you've got Mitch Trubisky and an offense that just isn't good, guys. They're not good. They don't have a run game, a semblance of a run game to speak of. They just got smoked by the Cardinals in Pittsburgh last week. I look at this pretty simply, and I'll have a full video on this tomorrow. We will go through Odd Shopper and find the best props for this one once we get more of them and once we get better plus EV spots. But right now... There's no like, yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be favored, obviously, right? They should be favored. The Patriots can't score points. Ramondre Stevenson is out, but Ezekiel Elliott, shit, how much of a difference at this point does it even make, fellas? I have to take the six here. Now, this is one of those games. There are four games I love on this slate, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you each one that I really like as we go through them. This isn't one of them. I loved the under at 35. That's long gone. We're at 30 points now. I'd still probably lean under. But that's nothing more than a lean now that the numbers come down so much. I'd go Patriots plus six only because I have zero confidence in either of these teams to get away and create a big uh, margin of victory. Another 10-6 game could be in play. A 9-6 game could be in play. 13-10 could be in play. There's no way I'm laying six points on either of these teams, specifically in this case, the Steelers. Lions, three-point favorites on the road against the Bears, 40-point total. This is this is a really interesting game for a couple of reasons. If you're just looking at this on the surface, you may you, you may have some some differing thoughts. Like 40 and a half point total that seems maybe kind of low, 3 point spread maybe not enough. But then you look at the weather in this game, right? Go go ahead and pull the weather up. Uh right now you're talking 40 40 degrees, whatever. That's fine. But it's an outdoor game. Jared Goff, not to say he's notoriously struggled in these spots, but He's definitely a better, better, uh, you know, dome player, better warm weather player. Not only are we expected to have a lot of rain and 40 degree temperatures, but 20 mile per hour winds. Who does that benefit the most? A statuesque quarterback in Jared Goff or a guy in Justin Fields that can kill you with his legs? Remember last year? I think it was actually week one where the 49ers were huge favorites against the uh, Bears and the Bears ended up pulling out that win, not the spread, not covering. They won outright. Remember they were sliding on the field. You remember the slides on the field, like slip and slide style from the 50 to the 20. I'm not saying it's going to be identical. And the, the, the lions certainly have a good run game, but I think the bears in a spot like this, if you can get them at three and a half, that's a spot I absolutely love. But I think the Bears getting three points with Justin Fields back fully healthy. Now, remember, they had a 12-point lead against the Detroit Lions, who made a pretty heroic comeback late in last game a couple of weeks ago against this same team. They played them close. I think they play them close at home, bad weather, lots of wind, rain. Give me the Bears plus three. All right, so here's one of the spots I, I really love uh, for a couple of reasons. And we're actually going to make a teaser play here, all right? So, so listen closely. But before we do that, I just want to share something with you guys that I'm really excited about. I mean, like legitimately excited about. Over at Odd Shopper Premium, and you know I show you guys, I just kind of demo and feature it all the time on the screen. When there's good plus EV bets, for those of you that aren't premium subs, I want to give them to you guys as well so you can share in the spoils. We just dropped the price to make it accessible to essentially anyone at this point. It's, it's $1.60 a day at this point go check it out for yourselves i promise you'll love it if you don't know what it is plus ev betting market based betting where you are where essentially oddshopper is scanning the market in real time second by second updates and finding bets where the payouts are actually better than the chances of winning themselves it's huge we're finding the sharp sports books. We're finding the bad sports books, some of these retail sports books hanging bad lines, and we're picking them off one by one. Remember, I mentioned that Pittsburgh Patriots game? Pulled from odd shopper under 35, dropped to 30. Did we get a little bit lucky with some injuries? Sure. But what about this? The other day, I tweeted this out Bet it now, pulled from odd shopper, Cowboys, Eagles over 49.5. In some spots, it's already up to 53 points, and we're at Wednesday. It's still a lot of time to go. So if you want to check it out, not only have we dropped the price, but we've consolidated everything. So you're getting all of our expert picks on the page. If you wanted to do something other than the plus EV betting and our premium discord, which has an awesome community, like-minded bettors such as yourself, looking to pounce on all the best opportunities. So if you think that's something you're interested in, I, I personally think you'll love it. Whether you do a week or month, links in the description and in chat, come join the family, get in on this new price and see see your bankroll take off. Put it that way all right so I love this spot Ravens and the uh the Rams Ravens are seven point favorites here's what I want to do though I'm not playing this straight we're going to play a teaser and I'm actually going to bump a Monday game up to now so I can tie them together for you guys the Ravens are seven point favorites but I don't know if I want to lay that because McVay has done McVay McVay remember earlier this season where we actually I forget who he had was it the Niners who was it where McVay kick the field goal as time expired to cover the spread even though the game was meaningless you remember you know i'm talking about guy plays till the final whistle but lamar jackson's 18 and 1 against nfc opponents in his career What, what an insane record that is so my thinking was all right i don't know if i want to lay seven but i my god i definitely want to try and take advantage of this in some way and get a bet down on it so what i did was tease this at six and a half points with the Miami Dolphins at six and a half points. Now, if you want reduced juice on some of these, you could add a third team to and make a three team teaser and get it down. But the Ravens uh, against NFC opponents this year at home, Seattle 37 to three. On the road against Arizona, they didn't cover, but they won. They dropped 31 points, 31 to 24. Remember that Lions game, 38 to six? They've crushed NFC teams. Also, this year, outside of, I think, like one game at home, they have been very dominant. Lamar Jackson, you get this inside of a point. If you tease at six and a half, you're getting it to 0.5. They just need to win by one. And then the Dolphins. Now, do this on DraftKings or anywhere you can get the Dolphins at 13. Not 13 and a half, because we don't want it to land on seven. Get the Dolphins at 13. Six and a half point uh, teaser drops it to six and a half at home against the Tennessee Titans, who are without Simmons on the D-line, which is massive. That That could be terrible. Dolphins, outside of that Raiders game, have crushed inferior teams at home, and the Titans still are a pass-funnel defense. Two spots I love. Tease them. Ravens, six and a half. Miami, six and a half point teaser. Get them down to .5 and six and a half points, respectively. Let's hit it. Texans are six-point favorites against the Jets. I went back and forth on this one a lot, guys, because on one hand, it's like, yeah, the Jets have a good defense, but on the other hand, it's just been, you know... I don't really know how to put it with this team anymore. And it looks like Zach Wilson, not Trevor Simeon, is going to be the starter. They dropped Tim Boyle. They got rid of him. Surprise! What a shock! Uh, but it, it's it, it's you're talking about a Jets team that even if the defense stands tall early on, they can't keep up across sixty minutes. And I know you've lost Tank Dell if you're the Houston Texans. Dalton Schultz, uh, his status is still questionable. But cj stroud's been one of the better one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year and eventually you know it's a battle of attrition i always say with the jets like eventually they just wear down and they have nothing left in the tank because the offense is atrocious Brees hall can't get anything going the run game has been ineffective at best despite how good garrett wilson is it doesn't matter because you can't get anything to him downfield so not a favorite play but at this point The Texans end up, what, winning by a touchdown even late in the game. Jets can't do enough to keep it competitive in the final quarter or so, and we lay the six points on the Texans. Panthers and the Saints, another game I quite like, and some of you may not love this, but because the Panthers have won one game this year, they're terrible. Despite firing Frank Wright, making some overhaul, it hasn't made a damn difference. Bryce Young so far is looking like a legitimate bust as the number one overall pick. It's bad, right? But you know what's even worse? Dennis Allen. He you I don't know. I have said it so many times that we've done this video. This is this is my what 13th time because I missed one doing this video this season. The Dennis Allen coach. when you're taking teams and you, you don't know which way to go, look at coaching. Coaching makes a big difference because it doesn't not always win or lose, but covering the spreads in spots like these. Do you trust Dennis Allen coached Saints to cover five and a half points even against the Saints or against the Panthers? Truth is, I don't. They're five and a half point road dogs, but it could be Jameis Winston this week. And you know what I was thinking about this too? As bad as the Panthers offense is, this defense really isn't that bad at all. They got JC Hornback as well as some other reinforcements on defense. They can make some stops and some plays. And the Saints are notorious for shooting themselves in the foot. So, with that in mind, I think their defense can keep them competitive. Last time these teams played earlier this season on Monday Night Football, it pushed at a three-point spread. I don't hate the Panthers at plus five and a half at all. Dennis Allen, plus reckless, reckless play as always from Jameis Winston. Might be exciting, but it ends in interceptions. And we'll hope we can ball hawk some of them with the Panthers this week and get them to cover the five and a half. Bucks and Falcons, I'll keep this one close. I have no real feel for this at all. No no real feel uh, whatsoever. I, I, would, I would lean Falcons only because they're at home and you're getting them inside of a field goal. But we have so many games to touch on. I don't want to waste my time or your guys' time, you know, just going on and on about a game that doesn't really matter. If you have a read here, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear it. Aside from that though, neither of these teams are inspiring whatsoever. The Falcons from week to week, who knows what you're getting from them. And it's still Baker Mayfield on the other side. So I'll lean Falcons minus two and a half because it's picks for every game. If nothing else, under 39 and a half. But this is a game I'm personally staying away from. I don't think I have any action here at all. So I mentioned to you guys earlier in this, in the intro, there was a game that I couldn't wait to hear your thoughts on. Again, tell me in the comments. Let me know where you're at on the Colts and Bengals. So... Obviously, if you had the look-ahead line earlier in the year, before the Joe Burrow injury, the Bengals were like nine-point favorites here. Now they're one-point dogs against the Colts. My thinking, though, I have to believe that so many people, after staying up, watching that month that great Monday night football game between the Jags and the Bengals, who won in overtime after being nine-and-a-half-point dogs in a game that had a 40-point total, you have to think the public is going to look at this game. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe maybe you see it differently. Maybe you're sharp and you still like the Bengals. But I can't help but think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, Jake Browning is 100% the real deal. And I love the Bengals this week as small home dogs against the Colts. I so badly want to bet the Colts here. So badly. You know, remember what we saw from Josh Dobbs? The Haha. <laughs> well, that crumbled quickly one touchdown, the four interceptions. And then you had Kevin O'Connell being like, yeah, we uh, honestly started, thought about bringing Mullins into this game. It got so bad. And then all of the shine wore off and you're like, oh wait, that's why Josh Dobbs was a backup quarterback his whole career. Don't get me wrong, man. Jake Browning looked really good the other day, but is there just too much gas? Is he getting gassed up too much? I know they got chased. They got T Higgins. The run game still stinks though. I, I may, because I don't have a great read on this, which is why I asked you guys, I might sprinkle on the Colts just because I feel like this is the notorious trap game for anybody coming into it and saying, how do you not bet the Bengals after what we saw on Monday Night Football? Jaguars, speaking of, and the Browns, 30 and a half point total here. All right, I like the Browns a lot this week. They're at home. They've been Absolutely dominant at home. Listen to some of these games from the Browns. Now, obviously Trevor Lawrence hasn't been ruled out yet. And Doug, Doug Peterson said that he, you know, he was going to hold off on ruling him out. It's a high ankle sprain. I I have a very difficult time believing that, that Trevor Lawrence is going to play this week. If he does, that's insane. Uh, It's insane. And he's, he's battled through some injuries. He's a tough quarterback for sure. We've seen it multiple times this year. I have a tough time believing he's back this week. However, Look at this defense. Look at the defense for the Browns at home and on the road. At home, third, 10 points allowed the Pittsburgh. Blanked Clayton Toon in the Arizona Cardinals. They beat the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy at the helm, 19-17. They held the Titans to three points. Uh, Cincinnati to three points earlier in the year. The only game that they got smoked at home was against Baltimore, that 28-3 game. And the Ravens are a great team. It was a divisional spot. On the road though they've given up some monster numbers 36, 29 31, 24, 38 huge 26 I mean against Pittsburgh that was all all Pittsburgh defense we remember that but you know it's probably going to be CJ Beth Christian Kirk is is out for a, for an extended period of time I, I don't care if it's Flacco or Dorian Thompson Robinson my hope honestly is it's Flacco just make less mistakes. I expect this Cleveland defense to hold up against you know, two backups, right, es- essentially, and cover the three points at home where they've been absolutely dominant. It's a big game for Cleveland. Give me minus three with the expectation that Trevor Lawrence isn't in the game, and we already know Christian Kirk is out himself. Seahawks and the 49ers. All right, so full disclosure, I'm not touching this game right now. It, it was at like 13 and a half and moved to 10 and a half pretty quickly the 49ers are just steamrolling teams right now and that's the problem like i look at this in a divisional spot and my brain tells me well how do you not take a team in a, in the division a decent team no doubt as 10 and a half you know outside of 10 points but the niners just crushed the philadelphia eagles in philly 42 to 19 smoke the seahawks on thanksgiving 31 to 13 beat up on the the bucks 27 to 14 jacksonville in jacksonville 34 to 3 against trevor lawrence and a good jags team all of that coming off of those three losses they're they're firing on all cylinders right now so it's really tough which is why fun game to watch stay away spot for me if i had you know metaphorical gun to the head i have to bet this seahawks plus 10 and a half getting them you know, they lose by a touchdown and a field goal, but in no way am I confident here. In no way whatsoever do I have any confidence in the Seattle Seahawks to cover this spread. And um, the only thing that gives me pause is that it's moved from 13 to 10 and a half. That's it. Otherwise, it looked like a real good spot for the 49ers. Vikings and the Raiders. All right. So I am a little bit surprised to see the Vikings three-point favorites here, 40-point total. Uh, and I, I like the Raiders a little bit at plus three. I do. I think it's moved far enough now to say, okay, you get the Raiders plus three at home. Yeah, they they lost to the Chiefs. They kept it competitive. They're the only bad team to face Miami. We will say bad team in quotes in Miami this year and keep the game competitive. Lose by like a a touchdown or something. You know, cover the spread by a touchdown. They're, or, or, you know, several points. They're the type of team where I don't have much confidence in them. Uh, I don't have much confidence in Aiden O'Connell to hold up against the Blitz. But at the same time, you're getting three points at home against who? Again, Justin Jefferson's expected back. You still have to get Justin Jefferson the football, right? And that's one of the problems here. Whether it ends up being Joshua Dobbs, who's coming off just an absolutely atrocious game in primetime, or they go with Nick Mullins. This is still backup quality, backup caliber quarterbacks. So, yes, they could win this game, maybe. But I don't really want to take the Vikings on the road, on the West Coast, against the Raiders, with Joshua Dobbs or even Nick Mullins. I don't want to take, I don't want to lay three points there. So, I think I'd go Raiders plus three in this game, and we'll move on to the next one, which, man, maybe the game of the week, maybe the game of the week, Bills and Chiefs. Bills plus two and a half at the Chiefs, 47-point total. I've gone back and forth on this one so much. And depending on who you listen to, what you read on Twitter, what, what trends you look at, a lot of that is going to point you towards the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like Patrick Mahomes in November and December is fantastic. Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss at home is fantastic. All of that stuff. But I keep coming back to, yeah, I've been watching this Chiefs team, though. Right. Like all of that stuff is great. But we've been watching this Chiefs team and you can make the same argument against the Bills. Sure. But the Bills probably should have beat the Eagles. Jake Elliott in you know horrible weather conditions, kicked a 59 yard field goal to take it to overtime. And then Gabe Davis and, and Josh Allen had a miscommunication on a wide open opportunity in the end zone that would have won them that game. The Bills need this game. The Bills absolutely need this game. The Chiefs could lose this and still be fine in the AFC West. Not to say that they don't want it. Of course they do. And this is a huge rivalry, big marquee matchup. We've seen these teams face each other a ton in the postseason. But I think if I go anywhere, I would lean Bills' money line at plus 110. It's a a straight lean. I don't have a great feel for this game. I don't think a lot of people do. You know, the obvious answer for the Chiefs is like, well, they just need to stop dropping passes. Yeah, but they drop passes against the Packers. And I know the, the whole ref slate in the game. I Don't get me wrong. Guys, I get it. But should it have been that close? Probably not. Against the Eagles. They probably should have beat the Eagles. But a ton of drop passes. MVS on a deep pass that would have been a touchdown. They just shoot themselves in the foot nonstop. And the Bills do still have a lot of offensive firepower. There's a must-win game here. So I'd go Bills money line at plus one ten. Where are you guys at on this? Are you saying you know what? It's the Chiefs inside of a field goal at home. You absolutely have to take them because I get that too. Let me know. Chiefs bounce back after losing two of the last three or two of the last four, whatever it is. You guys tell me. But I think I'm gonna sprinkle a bit on the Bills money line here at plus one ten on DraftKings. Broncos and the Chargers. Chargers are three point favorites, and this team is falling apart at the seams. The wheels are falling off the LA Chargers, no doubt about it. Which is why I'm taking the Broncos with three points, plus three on the road. Brandon Staley's not going to be here at the end of the season. Okay, uh, he can cry all he wants at the podium and the post game pressers. I don't think this. I don't think he's going to get any sympathy from ownership. Maybe not all of it's his fault. They have dealt with some injuries, but it's not good. And quite frankly, the the Denver Broncos, even if they don't lose this or win this game, they just play games so close. I've been talking about it all season, you know, coming off of that loss to Miami. Then there was one more game. And then you go, you know what? This defense doesn't look as bad as they, 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 they're not as bad as they've looked. And then we found out there were a ton of communication issues and they've dialed it up for sure. The offense hasn't been good, but they've clicked just enough. Listen to this for a second, right? Since they went on that uh, one, two, what was it? Three, four, five game win streak. And then it was snapped last week. Listen to these wins. Okay. 1917 over Green Bay, 24, nine over Kansas city. 24-22 24-22 over Buffalo 21-20 over Minnesota 29-12 over Cleveland and they lost to Houston 22 to 17 but had a shot late in that game and Russell Wilson threw a horrible t- a horrible ball got picked off in the end zone they're playing super close games they've won five of their last six they faced a tough team in Houston last week a totally revitalized Houston team and fan base I'm not you know blaming them for losing. The Chargers, on the other hand, are just consistently finding ways to lose games, and they're terribly coached. Give me the Broncos at plus three here. Even if they lose, you know it's going to be competitive. Eagles and the Cowboys, Eagles three-point dot pains me to talk about this team right now. Sure, you got Shaq Leonard. I don't even know if he plays this week, but the tackling last week, the coverage, everything was so bad. And man, in the first quarter, the first quarter, you know, don't you hate when if you're a fan of a team and, and they put up on the broadcast the yards disparity this team had 200 yards in the first quarter this team had negative seven yeah it's a six nothing game who gives a shit right like yards don't mean anything if you can't get points out of it and that ended up being the case now didn't it 42 to 19 whatever maybe it was even worse than that beatdown at the hands of the 49ers now you got to go to dallas now you got to go to dallas dallas probably should have beat the eagles too right you want to talk about lucky teams eagles have gotten pretty lucky Dallas probably should have – I think they outplayed the Eagles last time they faced each other. There are still some threes out there. Pull it up on Odd Shopper. There are still some threes. If I can get Dallas minus three at home, I'm going to do so. Now, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, I tweeted this out. It it was Sunday night, and I, I incessantly scan Odd Shopper. I just constantly refresh. Jacob, you can pull up the plus EV bets to show them what I mean. I constantly scan it to see what the best bets are out there. Now, you have to have accounts on a bunch of sports books because the whole idea here is that you are picking them off on specific books, all of the best bets, all of the plus EV bets. And we have a bankroll tracker too um, with a bankroll management algorithm that tells you exactly how much to bet on each of those bets. And I see this, and it jumps off the page at me. Over 49 and a half. Slammed that, threw it up on Twitter like I said immediately got steamed. By the time I woke up, I was seeing 52 and a half, 53s out there. Even if a bet like that loses, I'll take that 100 times out of 100. The closing line value is why we do this. Again, link to Odd Shopper in the description if you guys want to check it out. Jump in our Discord and get all of our expert picks from all the guys you love on Odd Shopper. We got you. Less than a dollar sixty a day. But I got to go Cowboys at minus three if I can get them there. I just don't trust this Eagles defense right now. The tackling the coverage, the middle of the field, the linebackers, and now is Jalen Hurts healthy? We don't know. I'm not out there like David Carr saying that he shouldn't be the starter and Marcus Mariota should. What an idiotic take that was. But I have, I have less confidence in this Eagles team. The defense feels like a paper tiger. Hurts can't find guys downfield. Unless they overhaul and figure something out real quick, the Cowboys should win this game. And I think they cover the three. Last up Packers and the Giants Packers six and a half point road favorites 37 point total I think this will be another public spot where where people pile on the Packers I get it Jordan Love coming off a nice game I'll eat my words here a little bit too Uh, when I said you know all year that he's not good now to be fair to be fair it made us some money because he wasn't good for most of the season leading up until the last couple of weeks he wasn't he was objectively bad on by almost any metric but Things can change, and I'm willing to say, hey, I could be very wrong about this. At the same time though, I don't know if I wanna lay six and a half points on the Packers on the road, even against the Tommy DeVito-led New York Giants. Six and a half points is still a lot, and this Giants team against inferior, let's just say non-elite offenses, this defense for the Giants hasn't been bad, and they can get some pressure. I think they will get some pressure on Jordan Love, force him into some mistakes. Christian Watson's not gonna play. It looks like Aaron Jones is gonna be out. I'm not betting the Giants' money line here, right? I'm not a believer, a true believer in Tommy DeVito, but I do like them at plus six and a half on Monday Night Football. And finally, to close this out, what better way to do it with, than with the craziest trend of the year? It didn't hit on Monday, not even close, but Monday Night Football games, unders are 13-2. and 13-2. and two, This sits at 37. I think we get another low-scoring game. Forget about the trends. I'm not saying Vegas can't adjust to these totals either because they certainly can. Shit, we got a 30-point total on Thursday Night Football, but I like under 37 as well. Anyway, appreciate you guys hanging out. Leave a comment down below. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe. Hit me up on the Twitters. And uh, hey, maybe we'll see you in our premium Discord. Maybe we'll see you over on Odd Shopper. Until next time, good luck this week. Peace.